So, so good to see everyone on all sides of the world. I know it's really early for for Barb and Jackie. What time is it for you guys? It's is it six? It's like uh, six. four. 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 Jackie. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are so committed. Wow. <laughs> this is the good time for Europe. So, Claudia and Sigrun, it's like twelve, right? Eleven or twelve. Okay, that's and us here in Australia are about to go to sleep. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think this is probably Samar coming in. Am I, am I missing anyone else? Okay, I think that's it. All right, great to have you, Samar, as well. So we're going to go through, well, actually, let me open it up first of all for questions, and then we're going to go through um, some questions about batching and how to know if you're, you're producing the right content for your market. Um, and if you're not doing content, and content being emails or blogs, or even Instagram posts, Facebook posts. If you're not doing anything like, like that, how do you know if you're talking to your prospects in the right way? So we're gonna talk about that. Excuse me just a second. I thought my mail was turned off, but it's not. Okay, there we go. And then we're gonna go through more questions on manifestation and our aligned goal setting that we did uh, two weeks ago. So before we get started, are there any questions in your network marketing business that you want to brainstorm? Anything that's come up in the past couple of weeks? No? All right, well, we can go right into the topic. Um, I don't think that's me. I'm not gonna mute everyone unless there's a lot of background noise. So well, actually, you if you guys have muted yourselves, that's totally fine. Um, but if you do have like background noise or dinging, just be sure to, uh, close, uh, turn that off. Okay. All right. So let's talk about batching first of all. So I'm going to split this into two, two kinds of trainings. First of all, we'll talk about if you are producing content. And then secondly, we'll talk about if you're not producing content, how to take the same philosophy and apply it to that. So first of all, with content in terms of batching, what you want to do is be thinking about um, well, actually, let me ask, how many people are doing email marketing at all or, or blogs or new newsletters? How many are, are currently doing that? Okay, so Vicky is. That's fantastic. Anybody else? Claudia? Okay, anybody else? Okay, Sigrun? Fantastic. Just starting to. Just starting to? Okay, fantastic. And how many people are doing Instagram or Facebook? Okay, so a few more. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay. So you know my philosophy that I, we definitely have to be on social media, but you have to be in, in your email, okay? So important, especially because those of you who have seen, um, you know, Facebook did it to us and now Instagram is doing it to us where unless you're promoting your posts and paying for advertising, people are not seeing, seeing your stuff. And a lot of people will say it's because your content isn't good enough and it's, it's not I mean, yes, our content has to be good, but I've seen my engagement go so far down and my content is better than it ever has been. And it's just that Instagram, like Facebook, wants you to pay to promote. Okay, so we do have to be on social media, but you want to be producing email, newsletter, something that gets into people's inbox because that, for me, is where my sales are made. Okay, I need to have social media because that gives me credibility as well. But the email, I still feel, and, and it's not just me, people like Marie Forleo, other people who have been in this online world for years, keep saying the same thing too. Now, remember what I always say too, is that you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Just even a blog or newsletter once a month is fine. Okay, or once every two weeks. Okay, you don't have to do every week. But choose whatever that is that feels doable. Okay, I can do once a month or I can do once every two weeks. Or maybe you can do once, once a week. But whatever it is, what I want you to do is, is commit here and now that you're going to do it no matter what. Okay, and this, this is so important. And it's one of the biggest reasons is people need to know that your store is open. And if you're not producing consistent content, whether it's through... Um, you know, social media is definitely a way, but with emails or newsletters, it's another way of letting people know your store is open for business. And we have what we call lurkers. And that not, it's not a bad word. It just means that people will be watching you. And 
if you are, you know, fairly consistent here and then, you know, they might think, oh, you know, I'm kind of interested in what she does. And then you just disappear. They'll forget about you. And for example, like I have people by B-School that have been on my list for 10 years. And then all of a sudden they're like, I want to do B-School now. And they'll come to me and they'll be like, you know, I thought about it 10 years ago. But 10 years later, they finally, and it's because of that consistency. Okay, so I want you to decide what you're going to do. Is it going to be like a newsletter? Is it going to be a blog? And how many times you're going to do it. And then when you're going to do it, and typically things get opened and, and we talk about when it's best to do presentations on a Tuesday or a Thursday. So those, those two times, Tuesday is when people after the weekend, like Monday, you don't want to send stuff out because nobody has time on Monday. Tuesday, we start to relax. Thursday is fantastic because people are starting to think about the weekend and they're just relaxing and they, they tend to say yes to things on a Thursday. So Tuesdays and Thursdays tend to be the best for blogs. I'm currently doing Soulcraft Fridays because I wanted to really kind of mix things up. And that's been working really well as well. So that could be something that, that you do as well, something on a Friday before people go into the weekend. So that, that's fairly new for me. I've only really been doing that maybe six weeks with a two-week Christmas break, so an eight-week time span. It's working really well, but I don't have a lot of data to, to give you yet but it seems to be received really well, this idea that you have something to go into the weekend with. All right, and then you have to commit to no matter what. So something I noticed last year, and I've, I've been so promoting doing emails and, and I used to blog like consistently all the time. Last year, I wrote, you're not even gonna believe this. I mean, I had marketing emails, but I think I wrote four blogs in the whole of last year which was just utterly ridiculous. And I didn't even realize till I looked, I went and I was like, I only wrote four blogs. And yes, I was really involved with, with new programs, but still that's no excuse. So eight weeks, well, six weeks before Christmas, I was like, I've got to change this. And then that's when I, I committed, okay, I need, I'm actually going to do once per week. Okay, now I've never done once per week except maybe 15 years ago when I was doing Live Well Strategies. So even when I was doing my blog, it was like once every two weeks, once every three weeks. So again, you don't have to do once a week. I just committed to that because I, I felt like I needed to kind of re-engage my audience. But since I've committed to that and I'm doing it no matter what, it feels really good, okay? And, and sometimes it's really hard to do when I'm really busy, but when I do it, it feels really good because I'm staying in integrity with myself. Okay, so again, I yes, sorry, Vicky, you have had your hand up. I'm so sorry. Go, go ahead. Can you just um, explain what you see the difference between a blog and a newsletter? Yeah, re really good point. So a blog tends to be more about one idea that you're extrapolating on. So it could be like a story format or um, five ways to improve your immune system but it's one, one topic or how I learned to speak my truth after my divorce. So it's a story, but it's one topic. A newsletter tends to be like three or four things in it. Okay. And Soulcraft Fridays isn't, even though Soulcraft Fridays does have like three or four things in it, it's not really a newsletter. It's more like tips. So it's, it's kind of probably in between a newsletter and a blog or its own kind of entity probably. But a newsletter tends to have like little, like you might have, like Sexy Fit, we used to do a newsletter where there'd be a recipe and then a product highlight. And then, um, so it does have a theme, like it could be health, but there's different categories within that newsletter. Okay, so the next question then is, the newsletter doesn't live on your website. That's just the blog. Just the blog. Exactly. So the newsletter is just going out as a value add, informative, and it'll go to the whole, your whole database yes. or health, your health, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. And the blog's living. Okay. Got it. Yeah. You Thanks. could have your newsletter live on your website as well. Like there's no reason why you, you, you couldn't, you know, it could live there as well. 
And, and that is what I do. I share the link on my Facebook page, for example, for the newsletter. When it goes out, uh, uh, Mailchimp, in my case, provides the uh, link information. I make it shorter. <laughs> and then I put it on my Facebook page so people can also connect. We are, we are not yet in my list, but then they can connect to my newsletter via that. And then I might see and, and then urge them to my list <laughs> type of thing to find out that there's more people seeing me yeah does it live on your website as well no not on the website but i that would be a um, simple thing to do as well okay. but the newsletter but that's what i said on top of website where you can let it live you also the i use the possibility of that it lives on my facebook page yes yeah. in addition yeah just another option Yes. Yeah. So you could do that if it's on your website as well. Obviously, just the URL you would put on your mm -hmm. Facebook page or in Claudia's case, she doesn't have it on her website, but she's giving the link so that you're giving your link from MailChimp because it's living essentially in MailChimp. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it goes, they just, they're really just getting the newsletter. They're not really going anywhere. They're not going to your website. Yeah. Got it. Thank so yeah, just diff different, um, but there is no reason, I'm trying to think of an example of someone who has a newsletter that lives on a, it's, it's not like always, I don't think it's like a typical thing, but you, there isn't really a reason you couldn't do it. The one thing that's nice about having something that lives on your website is then there's SEO to it and it kind of gives you more credibility. So even with my Soulcraft Fridays, I'm probably only going to do them twice a month so that then I have a blog once a month. And then once I have my podcast going, you know, something else, because I realized if I keep doing just Soulcraft Fridays, that's only going into my people's inbox. There's nothing that's living on my blog. So, so yeah, if you are getting into people's inbox, it would be good, like only doing that, it would be good to have something on your, yeah. Now the difference, a newsletter takes a little bit more time if, if you're having like different components to it versus a blog, because it's only one idea, it can be shorter. And the other thing is not to worry about things being short. Like you don't, you don't have to provide like a ton of stuff in whatever you do because people actually like shorter right now. So and that, that is why I invented the slog, the short block, short block, the short block. Slog because I don't like personally, I like it more a bit smaller. And I, I have the feeling people stop anyhow not after the first part. <laughs> so get there the ascension in and then yeah. Yeah. Unless you're telling like stories tend to really get people to keep going along if it's a captivating story. Um, but a long blog is yeah, people just don't have the time. Okay, so not so we don't get stuck on that too much. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Um, and if you, if you have, let me just think here. If you are only going into people's inbox, then you definitely want to have like a button on the bottom, like if you want these. Um, like if you want to share this with somebody, and if you see at the bottom of my of mine, I say if you think someone would love these, feel free to pass it on or forward it. Because again, if you're only getting into people's inbox, you're not getting to a, a bigger, bigger crowd like you would if you have it on your website. So I'll always be thinking like, how can I reach more people? Well, maybe someone would like to share this. How can I make it easy for them to share? With the share, there is one caveat. If you share simply like what it is, the, the, it keeps the unsubscribe in. And if the one you share it with unsubscribes, it is the one who shared who is unsubscribed. Yes. So you, you don't want to, if you are asking people to share it, you want to give them a specific way to share it that's not just forwarding it. Because if, yes. they, well, yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So check Pay out attention. mine at the bottom <laughs> of my email because you can see how I do that. So they're not just forwarding. Okay, so in terms of batching, so batching works really good because the hardest thing is to sit down and write a blog or a newsletter or whatever it is. And batching can be as simple as just doing two at the same time. You don't have to do a whole month or 
six months. So just think of batching instead of doing it once, just like with food prep, instead of making one meal, you're always going to be making at least two meals. And that, that will really help your time management. So this worked really well for me before Christmas because I wanted to get things done before Christmas and also not be stressed out at the beginning of the year. So I did three Soulcraft Fridays, two before Christmas and one for the beginning of January. And that freed up so much time. And it doesn't have to be perfect too. Like you could also know, okay, I'm just gonna write it. I'm gonna get it out there and then I'll go back and finesse it. But you, the hardest part is done. And then you won't procrastinate because the, the toughest part has already been, been checked off. Okay, so if you're not doing content, which everyone should be doing some type of content because we've been, we need to be getting out there in some way. But what you wanna think about is in my business, how can I batch other things? So maybe my inviting, you know, I'm going to do between six and seven at night. You know, whenever I do a presentation, I'm going to try to book two presentations back to back. And again, that just helps. It's, it's this whole idea that when we, are not multitasking or switching tasks too often, we actually get more done. So I, in Soulcraft Fridays, last week I talked about this, I try to always batch. Like if I'm going to the kitchen, I bring dirty glasses with me. If I'm going out to the car, I bring the garbage. Or if I'm in town and I'm like, okay, what other errand can I do to save, save time? So it works really well with content, but works with you know, anything in life. Okay, so then the next question is, how do you know if your content is the right thing for your market? So there's a couple of things you can do. So you can send surveys, like through SurveyMonkey, which is a free app. And you can ask your list, you know, what would you like to see more of? You can do, you know, polls and stories. You can do polls on Facebook groups. But the biggest thing is that we want to ask our market or the people that we're talking to, what would you like more of every opportunity that you get. So I typically do that once a year through email, I'll send out an email saying, you know, what would you like to um, have more of and I'll, I'll usually give them options. So it's just easy, they can check like more video, more blogs, you know, what did you like last year? And I'll give them options. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I keep it really simple because there's nothing worse than these, you know, these long surveys that <laughs> like if I get a survey and it's even if it's like from Lululemon, which I love, if it's more than five questions, I'm like, okay, that's enough because I just don't have time. So I would say three to five questions max. And then this is the best thing in the world that you can do is you can actually call, like set up a time with your either a preferred customer or an associate and say, hey, could I call you to see what's really working for you, why you decided to go with your network marketing company, whether it's the product or the business. And then because this would be of such help for me, if there's anything I can do for you, like give you some extra health coaching or you know, see if there's something you can offer them as well. So I always do this before I launch new programs. I call people who have taken my programs and I'll, I'll say to them, could I interview you for 30 minutes to find out what you would like in another course? Like what would make you buy another course? What are your, what are your pain points? How would you like to have it delivered? And then I'll, I'll say to them, and also this is so valuable to me, I'll also give you 30 minutes free of business coaching. Okay, because that, that intel to talk to someone, especially someone who's already purchased from me, to find out what they're now looking for, because things can change in two years. How would they like to receive it? Like before, people used to like a lot of detail. Now people don't really like that much detail. You know, so that to me is like the best way that you can find out really what your target market wants. Now, it's not always appropriate, like you might not be a health coach or and you, you know, you're just like their best friend. <laughs> so like it might, they, they might just want to share. You don't always have to offer something. You know, for me, it's probably a little bit easier. Or if you are a health coach, that's also very easy. 
you know, or if, if you like just something, but don't feel like you have to offer them anything either. I just, I tend to like to, because it's super valuable for me to get that intel. Now, Ennis, if you are finding that people aren't coming into your business, you can also do the same thing is call someone who, who said no. So like even the next day, like someone like is like, I'm so sorry, it's just not for me. You can call them the next day and say, hey, so this may, might sound odd, but do you mind sharing with me just really honestly why you decided to not move forward? Because it would be so helpful for me. And, and please feel that you could share anything. And then they, they'll probably tell you some really valuable things like, you know, like my, my husband, I was really actually really wanted to do it, but my husband really didn't want me to do it. Or, um, you know, I'm just, I'm really worried about money right now. Or like, I'm not sure if I want to put the, my time into this right now, you know, and those are all things that then you can work into your presentation, which can be exploding the bomb up front. I did this a lot when I first started in network marketing is I would call the people who said no and just say, hey, do you, do you mind sharing with me, you know, what, what it was? And, you know, sometimes it could be like, okay, well, you know, you're a fitness instructor. I mean, they didn't say this to me because I wasn't a fitness instructor at the time, but they could say, well, you're a fitness instructor and you have all these leads. I didn't think I would have the right kind of leads. And then that, that makes you think, okay, I've got to make sure in my presentation that I'm not making it seem like you have to be like me. I need to bring in other examples of other people. So the, the intel that the people who say no to us is some of the most, not just the people who say yes, but the people who say no to us. Yes, Sigrun. Carmen, I have a question. Um, was there ever someone who said no because he had he or she had already been with another network company in the past and said well i left that kind of business behind me so at first a little bit interested what's it about and then finding out oh no i've i've done that with xyz company and that's not part of my life anymore did you yeah. ever had something like that yeah, that's a that's a actually a really typical one. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it really is because there's there's a lot of people who have tried network marketing and it didn't work for them. Mm -hmm. You know, so that so then they can write off the whole industry. You know, they they can think, well, you know, it's either they they think it doesn't work as an industry or it doesn't work for me, and it never will. Okay. And there's there's a lot of people that have been in you know companies that maybe it was really hard or they realized they didn't really love the product as much. So what I would do is like, oh, so you, you've done network marketing before. What company were you with? So try to engage the, the conversation and then say, yeah. what, what was it that you, just out of curiosity, what was it that you, that you didn't like or you didn't feel that worked? And what you want to do, like the whole idea is to, to have a conversation with them to see if there's something in USANA that, or your network marketing company, whatever it is, that would be different to what they experienced. All right. So let's say like, you know, it could be they didn't have upline support. It could be that they had no, the company didn't have training. It was brand new. Like there could be a myriad of reasons. So I always try to always try to ask questions because we never know what it is. And it's, it's really easy to assume that we know, but what they come back to with us is often really surprising. Okay. Now, sometimes there's a wall, you know, like there's just nowhere else to go. They're like, you know, it's just a wall goes up and never beat yourself up over that. If you, you can't seem to get through, but I always try to, to keep the conversation going and see if I could figure out why they decided this wasn't for them. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, ab absolutely. But it's not, it's not unusual at all. Mm. All right. I didn't know that. I, I thought, wow, it's, it's coming more and more. I have now three people talk to, and one is a friend where I didn't even know that she was in the past at one point doing network marketing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's really surprising. It's interesting. I, I've been interviewing in the Philippines for um, different VAs and different positions in my company, and so many of them have heard of USANA or done USANA. Okay. And they're not doing it anymore. So that's that's a whole body of people that weren't successful, didn't have a good experience, you know, whatever it is. So there's there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we can really listen to them to figure out what what made it not work for them or what are their impressions of why it didn't work, and then what we can say, wow, yeah, I totally get that. I would probably feel the same way if I had done a network marketing company, it was like that. My experience hasn't been like that. If, if the network marketing company or any that was shown to you was different in this way, would that change anything for you? So the, the, you want to, you want to make them, you don't want them, you don't want them to feel like you're trying to like, just get them in. So you, you want to acknowledge what they've felt and that I would probably feel that way too, if that's true. If it's not true, you can say, think of someone in your downline that would feel that way. Because <laughs> we always want to be like real. And then I would say that it, that hasn't been my experience with XYZ. So whatever company you're in. So in your case, this, that hasn't been my experience with USANA. If, if you looked at a company and it didn't have this, would you be open to looking at it further? And I take out the name. So I, I say my experience with USANA has, hasn't been that actually hasn't been that, but then I say, if, if there was a company that you looked at it and it didn't have this, would you be open to looking further? I don't say USANA at that time, because you want to kind of have this feeling of a bigger, like, it's not just about USANA. It's like, if, any company was shown to you and it didn't have this thing that you didn't like, would you be open? And th that's where you'll really know because then they could be like, no, I'm never looking at network marketing again. And then, you know, then say that it's totally understand. That's totally fine. All right. And then Thank you. because I find sometimes when you back off, then they're like, okay, she's not going to keep like pushing me. And then, then you, you say that's, that's totally fine. You know, I, I'm really excited about it. And if, if you ever want to look at it, I'm here, but I totally respect what you feel or how you feel. Does that help everyone? The Yes, very much. Okay. I'm happy to go, Carmen. Thank you. Yep, totally good, Carol. <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about, um, okay, so, how to know if content is resonating with your audience and then how to know if what you're how you're explaining your company what your your prospects objections are that's going to come through conversations as well so always conversations and think right now is there anyone recently that said no that you could call and ask them like what was it that made you decide not to and even if it's someone like four months ago, because what you can do is you can call them, you can say, I'm, I'm really trying to improve my business skills. And, you know, as I'm building my business and I'm always wanting to grow myself, would you mind sharing? I know it's been quite a while, but when you, you said no to XYZ company, can you share with me what it was that made you decide this wasn't for you? And then see what they what they say. Okay, so any questions about in, in this vein of batching or finding out what your customers or potential associates want? Okay. All right, so let's move on to our next topic. Let's move on to the aligned goal setting that we did last time. So let's just review really quickly the the 10 points. So I had posted that as a separate post. I don't know if everyone saw that, but because it was a pretty robust training, just trying to give you those 10 points. So it is on the Facebook group and it's got two like beautiful, um, I think it's got the aligned goals image underneath of it. So you can easily find it. But number one, 
we want to, oh, actually, let me just review this. So the whole thing with aligned goal setting is clearing space, then creating what you want. And then does that everyone, anyone remember the next one? Embody, exactly. Embody. So we want to clear space. We want to then create from that level playing field. And then we want to embody. So number one, clearing space was looking back to move forward. And that's where you write down 10 to 20 things that you're really proud of. Number two was lessons learned. So what lessons did you learn last year? Because until we learn the lesson, we'll keep repeating the mistake. And it's actually never a mistake unless we don't learn. <laughs> Number three is letting go. So what do you need to let go? What do you need to stop doing? Who do you need to forgive? And that could be you too. Then, then once we've made room, we've poured out the water in the glass, now we create. So number four is what, what are one to two things in each area of your life that you want to do this year? And that's where you use the Soulcraft life design. And basically just in a nutshell, purpose, health and wellness, business slash career, wealth and finances, relationships, spirituality, contribution, personal development, lifestyle, travel and adventure. And that's all in the, um, the beautiful circle that is also in that post. Now you can do more than that, but one to two things, you know, gets you thinking about a balanced life. Number five, from those one to two things in each area, what are your three most important goals for the year? And you know that these three things would make all the difference. So we can have tons of goals, but if you can find the three things that would make all the difference, it might be one in your health, one in your business, one in your relationships, let's say. But it doesn't, it could be three in your business. It could be three in your relationships, just totally up to you. Number six was worded as if it's already happened. So it is December 31st, 2022. And I am, or I have. So we always want to word as if it's happened. And then we want to say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then this or better. There's a really good question from who asked it? But basically, you know, if you're too specific, are you going to limit the universe? And of course we can never limit the universe, but when we say this or better, that's actually more for us. The, the universe is not, it's not gonna be limited or God's not gonna be limited. But it's Gabby? for us. We say that again. It was Gabby or not? It was Gabby. The Mexican. It was Gabby. Exactly. It was Gabby. But for us, when we say this or better, that opens us to more possibility. So it's really beautiful. And, and that's actually from, I don't know if it was the secret or what the bleep, but I think it's just so beautiful. This or better. Then going on to number seven, we get into embodying. Who do you need to be in order to achieve these goals? And that is the most important thing, your identity. And this is where we bring in the I am statements. I am consistent. I am passionate. I am resourceful. I am courageous. I am aligned and connected. And I am statements are the most powerful statements that we could ever say. Then what we're doing with this is we're becoming a version of you who have who has already accomplished these goals. Number eight is beliefs. So that identity is most important, but then we want to put the, the legs on the table. So the beliefs and with this, we went into what stories do you need to stop telling yourself? I'm too old. I've tried this before. This is going to work. I don't have what it takes, you know, any limiting belief. What are five beliefs that hold you back? And what are five beliefs that encourage you? And we want to feed the five beliefs that encourage us. And we want to get rid of the five beliefs that don't support us. And remember, anything that doesn't support the life that you want to lead is a limiting belief. It's just not true. Number nine was a new thing that we added. Sorry. 
Could you repeat that, uh, the last sentence, all limiting beliefs? I didn't get that. Yeah, absolutely. So all, all, sorry, was Sigrun, not Ali. Um, sorry. That's okay. No, no, it's a really good question. So any, any belief that doesn't support the life you want to create is by nature a limiting belief. And limiting beliefs are not true. They're, they're just not true. They're lies because they they just limit you. That's so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Now, we have to remember there's still laws of the universe. Okay, there's, there's the law of gravity. So we can't say I'm going to fly like just with my arms. <laughs> so there's still laws of the universe that we, we still abide by. But any limiting belief that is not in defiance of a universal law is is a limiting belief. It's a lie because you can what you can imagine you can achieve. Um, okay, and then number nine, what habits would support your three most important goals? Because habits are what allow us to be and do. So habits and behaviors are more than just being a doing being, they're about being a being being as well. So think about habits that you know are so supportive of your goals like what, what would be a habit that's really supportive waking up early in the morning waking up early in the morning <laughs> yes yes that was samar right yes yeah. yeah exactly having a morning practice like like non-negotiable drinking water I have recently. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Claudia. I have recently added the reading some parts of a book. I I was procrastinating about it for quite some time. <laughs> I didn't see the sense of whatever. I, I everybody keeps telling it's a good thing to do, like as part of the morning routine or so. And I was like, wow. And finally, I have now a book. I said, mm, I tried with that, and and over the last. Um, weeks months even it's working and i really feel how how it gives the start of the day a special energy and the day is a much better yeah mm. i don't know developing yeah. option let's say yeah you're feeding your mind with amazing things first thing in the morning yeah beautiful habit what else for habits do you know that really support I know when um, walking out early in the morning in the sun and getting a little bit of sun exposure really helps in being in nature, getting us grounded can be really helpful, which is something I, I tend to do, which I found is really, really great to start your day that way. Yeah, yeah, so important. And that's, you know, something we can so easily let go because we're busy, but yet that one thing revitalizes us, gets us connected to ourself and something bigger. Yeah. And this is the stuff we have to make time for. Like it's life is too short and it, there's too much at stake to say that we're too busy to do the stuff that matters. You know, there's so much at stake for your life and it goes just like that. So, so think about what, what is it that like, if there's one habit I could do that would make such a huge difference. And then what are two or three other little habits that would make such a huge difference? So one of my um, three goals is self-care in, in a bigger sense. And I make sure that if I do my planning, I have thoroughly planned my self-care appointments. It not necessarily means foot massage or things like that, but also small things that I go for a walk or, or things like that. I mean, no cost things as well, but I have put them in the agenda and I treat them like any other um, appointment with a customer, for yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah, we have the, the whole thing. If it's not scheduled, it's not real. Counts for self-care as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're very creative, sometimes it can be 
very hard to schedule yourself because it can feel like you're stifling your creativity. But it's so important for creative people with lots of ideas to schedule because when you have that routine, you can actually flow more. When, when you don't schedule as a creative person with lots of ideas, you end up getting nothing done. So what you want to think of, okay, I'm creative, I flow, but I need to have the structure so that I can flow even more and be successful in that flow. And then the trick is when you schedule, you have to keep that appointment with yourself. So it can't just be, you know, okay, it's in my diary and it's done. It, you actually have to keep it. And realize too, you know, it's, it's okay if we, we start to try to do this and then we don't for a couple of weeks. And then we talk to ourselves and we're like, okay, I need to do this. And you still don't for a week. There comes a point where you're like, I need to do this no matter what. And just know like when that point comes, that's when that shift comes. And, and you can hurry it along, but don't beat yourself up like all the times that you, you're like, okay, I've been in this place with Carmen like for a year and I keep saying I'm gonna do this. Just forget about that. And then now is the time. Anyone else have something they want to share for a habit that makes a big difference? Yes, yeah. Stephanie. And oh, I, I like to, yeah, sorry, yeah. Stephanie. You go. Um, yeah, I, I like to just check in with myself. It's like a really simple, good habit in the morning, um, just to take a few moments for myself. And then um, lots of times I like to, um, just write out like three things really quick that I'm grateful for. It just seems to catapult me into the right direction, no matter what I'm doing for the day. So yeah. it reassures me that I'm going to have the best day I can have. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the gratitude part is it's so easy yeah. to know it, but not do it. You know, like, yeah. we, we all know about gratitude, but to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. And nighttime is really good too. That's the, to kind of fall asleep to that. Or if you ever feel anxious, like I've really trained myself in the past little bit because we've had a lot of stuff coming in where if I feel anxious, think of what I'm grateful for. And that really dispels it as well. Yeah, I like that too. Because uh, if you're a grateful mind can not have time to be anxious or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Brings you right to the present and... Yeah, beautiful. And Daphne, I think you're going to share something. Hi, Carmen. Hi, everyone. Um, yes, yeah, so I like to make my bed in the morning. Okay. I just feel I like to accomplish things. And um, receiving um, positive, like, feedback and, you know, compliments, because in the past I've always been very, like, weirded out receiving gifts randomly or just like what okay but now I'm I think the WAP's really good like when you put the all these like you know like Claudia's bit of you know messages and Jacqueline what you said it all kind of ties in and goes with the flow when that WAP is amazing like it just you put in your what you know yourself what you want to take care of yourself first and yeah once that's in your web and it's there you're just gonna do it it's just i don't know it's good yeah no well said yeah. it's putting your big rocks in first yeah and that's yeah the, the whole thing we have to we have to put those big rocks in first yeah and like you said like you know we go off track life happens like especially if you've got kids or you know funerals are happening happening with me and at this stage so it's just like yeah getting finding that time and if you don't ha have that time to prep and I'm all about prep if you don't have that it just you're just out of whack just yeah I'm a visual person so I have it on a calendar I have it in my diary I have a timer um, but the wet is a really soulful like you just okay I've written it down I'm gonna do it yeah it is me yeah. yeah really really good yeah it's it's especially female energy, we need to be able to flow and be soulful, but we need that structure. And that that's part of the whole bringing the masculine and the feminine together. Mm. 
All right. And then finally, number 10 was, um, what are your three theme words for the year? And so that's what you also want to have on your dream board. I always choose three new theme words. I mean, sometimes I bring over one word to the next year, but I always have my three theme words for the year. All right, so let's open it up for questions. We've got about 10 more minutes. Um, we did have the, the question, I wanted to actually address this again, because we talked about how there's different types of manifestors. So there's a specific manifestor or a non-specific manifestor. And non-specific tend to not have to look at their goals as much versus specific, like I'm a specific manifestor, I need to look at my goals like consistently, because that really makes me more enthusiastic. But I do wanna be really, really mindful of something, whether you're a non-specific or a specific, you still have to be clear with what you want first. Okay, so that's really important. Then from there, whether you look at it every day or you look at it once a month, just depends on your personality. But no matter what, specific or non-specific, you have to be clear on what you want. And for those of you that are worried, like, well, what if I change my mind? That's totally fine. You can change your mind. I change my mind all the time. <laughs> but the thing is to be clear now. And then as intuition guides you, then you can change along the way. Or curiosity guides you somewhere else. That's okay, too. Any any questions about manifestation that you've come up or come across over the last two weeks where you're like, well, what about this or what about that? Um, yes, I have a question. Yes. Um, you just said, be clear of what you want first. But what if I have like a hundred goals? How do I make that specific or stay clear to each goal? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What it's a really good question because some people can't even think of what they want. And some people are like, I have like, listen, 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 listen. So what I would do is take the soul craft life design circle. And then so you have a framework to say, okay, for relationships, what is it that I want? And for you, you might put down, okay, well, what feels like right now, the three most important things in relationships? And then I would move on to the next thing. Okay, what about health? What do I feel like is like the three or four most? And if it feels like that's too constraining and you want to put more, you could have 10 things. But I have a feeling that once you sit down and you give yourself categories, you'll probably just have like three to four in each category. Yeah, I think so too. But if I see something in personal growth and um, I just had that the other day um, where I was thinking, yes, I want to improve there and I want to improve there and I want to improve there and there and there, basically everywhere. <laughs> so where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It can, it can get to be too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think in those cases, I would just sit down and journal about like everything that you're like, okay, I'm inspired to become a better speaker and I'm inspired to get more fit and I'm inspired to learn how to cook and I'm inspired to... You know, just write it all down because it's kind of like when we're worried, it's just better to get out into paper, as well as when we have all these desires, just put them onto paper. And then you can say, out of all these things, what am I most attracted to? Because you probably can't, you know, learn Spanish, learn how to cook, learn how to crochet, get a new partner, get a dog. Like you probably can't become the best speaker in the world. <laughs> you probably can't do all these things at once. But when you have them all there, it gives permission for your brain to say, I can want all these things and do all these things in my lifetime, but for this year, what am I most attracted to right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's You're not great. giving up anything. <laughs> Thanks, that's said, great. Yeah, because there's, there's no way you can possibly do everything, but you don't want to also tell yourself, well, I can't have that. You know, you, you're just yeah. honing down for this year. That sounds like a really good solution. I, that's something I've been struggling all my life. I remember my mom used to say, you won't have everything and you want it right now. <laughs> That's me basically. And I never, I never was able to do that. I, I just know the struggle with that. So, so that helps a lot. Thank you so much. So welcome. You're so welcome. And I, I think this is really good for everyone. When you're looking at what you want to do, like, for example, I've wanted to learn Spanish forever. 
but I've put that on the back burner because I know I'm not going to go to Spain for probably another couple of years. And so I know for me, it's going to be better when I'm about to go to Spain and I can put my energy into something else right now. So that's another way to not feel like you're not making your goals because it's not really the right time for me to learn Spanish now, but that still is a goal in the future. If it keeps being on my list, I could start berating myself like, why haven't I done that goal? It's just not the right time right now. Great question. And that is, that is yeah. what I, I love and having kind of the thing uh, which we did last year and this year. And then also you can compare, you can see what made it into reality and what not, what was already on, what is new. And yeah, for me, it's a totally wonderful playground here, which also tells me more about myself. Yeah. Another question that I get a lot is, can you focus too much on a goal? And in some ways you can, like if you, it's not like, but you can't like look at your dream board too much, or you can't like, like say your affirmation statements too much. It's only when you start feeling stress around something that you're not achieving it. That's when you're putting too much focus, not necessarily on the goal, but not having achieved it. Okay, so you can never put too much focus on imagining yourself as if it's happened, looking at your dream board. It's just if you're putting on attention of the lack of it or the distance between here and now. Okay, so anytime you catch yourself, that's the energy that you don't want to stay in. If you catch yourself feeling that, you just want to go, okay, I haven't manifested this yet, but what am I grateful for right now? And I know that this is on its way to me because I'm doing this, I'm et cetera, I have a plan for it but we don't want to be focused on the gap. That's a, a really the gap between now and what we want. Um, and I remember a spiritual teacher saying once when she put a question, she put something out to the audience and people who really desperately wanted something, she said that really the energy was very repelling. Yeah. It, was, it was people who went, oh, that's what I want. I've got it. She said that was really magnetizing. She kind of could pick that up from the audience. And it's always stuck with me about not wishing. It's about feeling, knowing that it's coming, I think. Yeah, that's a really, and you can, you can feel it with people. Like, you know, if they're too desperate, like, like say someone that wants to date you and they're just too desperate, it, it is repelling. You know, but if someone's confident and assured and we have that certainty, that assurance, it's a it's a magnetic energy. And it's just a slight shift in thinking about the goals that we want, like, OK, it's already come to me. It's December 31st and I have this. And then I have the belief that no matter what, when I set my goals, even if I don't achieve them, I'm going to be further ahead then if I had have never set those goals. And then I also have this faith that if I didn't achieve something, maybe it's because that's not what was for me right in that moment. And I, there's something I still need to grow or, but it doesn't mean that I shift my, my, my desire for that goal, unless I truly don't want it anymore. You know, like there's some goals I've had that I'm like, nah, I don't want that anymore. But, but sometimes, and we all have examples of this, that we wanted something really badly and it didn't come to pass for a couple of years. And we can look back and say, ah, this is why it didn't. So we have to keep having that faith, which isn't always easy, but keep, keep having that certainty and that faith that, especially when it's connected with the things that are really important to you. All right, any final questions or stories to share about manifestation? I can. I can share one. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, how, especially the, the vision boards and the, the dream boards, they're super powerful for me. Um, because in that moment when I'm in the dreamy state, I put it out there. Um, and then I just kind of go about my life, but those are there. And that magnetic energy is, is incredible. Um, for the smallest thing, whether it's like, I want to do this hike 
or I want to, you know, try paddle boarding this year, or, you know, I want to see waterfalls. And it's just kind of amazing how when you set those uh, intentions, I don't know, you're in manifesting inside or something, because, you know, years, I look back at all the, the dream boards, and it's like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, my goodness, I, this actually took place, but I didn't realize, I didn't go back to be thankful. That's where the gratitude came in for me. Sort of like, oh my goodness, everything on this board I've done, I've achieved, not even really knowing, just believing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty powerful. I have to like wake myself up sometimes too. It's like, oh my goodness. It's actually, you know, it works for me, the visualization, because I'm a very visual person. Yeah, that's why I think it's so important too with dream boards that we, when we've manifested something, taking it off and putting it somewhere where you can revisit and looking mm -hmm. like, wow, or maybe you just keep that board and you make a new board, but you go back and look at that old board. And yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, because like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I, maybe there's something I haven't done. I want to bring it forward or whatever. And I just look and it's like, oh, okay, all of those are done. Or like you said, it drops off if it's not an interest anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, just, yeah, it's powerful. So just believe, believe. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the physical dream boards are so important, but also screensavers, I think are really, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how I've yeah, I haven't it. done that one before. So I've incorporated that when you said that. Okay, now perfect. I have pictures everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Also on like my screensaver and stuff. And the other thing I thought you said was really good is that visualization, which we know, but you know, when you go to sleep, just like gratitude is really important. Also mm -hmm. imagine yourself as of having accomplished that goal. Like that imagine imagination is as attractive as well. Mm -hmm. Just like you would do yoga, meditating, like that being part of your daily thought. It's, you know, it's, it's so interesting because in any given day, our thoughts go so many places and we do so many things. And if we just always consciously think, you know, okay, have I done my gratitude today? Have I visualized? Have I done something fun that's going to raise my vibration? You know, have I reached out to someone and complimented them? So I'm spreading good energy. Like these things make such a difference and they help us feel really good too. Mm-hmm. Great story. And I think there was just want to make sure there's no one chatting that needs. Yes. Manifested a writing retreat. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Fantastic. So I just got a hand up. Oh, who's got Claudia? I'm so sorry. Sorry, I was busy reading the comments. Go ahead, Claudia. Thank you, Ali. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. Um I have a kind of similar story and it goes to uh, in, in the area like what you said in the past. So in 2015, I uh, followed the time of your life workshop of Tony Robbins and it was about finding out your categories of improvement. So exactly what you said um, to Sikron. And I did that very thoroughly in writing them down. So um, first of all, it was a bit too much and I kind of condensed and I wrote them down. And then my papa passed away. So everything was my focus in a totally different direction, what's on. So, and at the end of the year, I found my notes again and I read my notes and I was like, uh, same, like um, she said, um, impressed, everything came into reality. And I said, oh, that happens with me, not consciously working on it, just like that. So how powerful is that if I put more conscious in it? Well, that was a really an aha for me at, uh, since then. Huh? So, and, and that's why I'm kind of focusing on this now. Yeah. Yeah, the written is, is as powerful as the visual. It's yeah, so, so important. Beautiful. What a great call. So thank you everyone for sharing. And um, so I would keep focusing on these 10 things, like keep them at the forefront of your mind because it's really powerful stuff. 
and then next week we'll we'll have questions we'll have different things that come in that we'll focus on but I'll, i want to revisit this for at least like 10 or 15 minutes at the end as well so so bring your stories make sure you get some type of screensaver on your computer so you've got that visual as well and so good to see everyone oh let's take our picture and then remember to write your two ahas and your two action steps either right after or within 24 hours that's the only rule you have to do it within 24 hours if not tonight all right i will give you warning all right there we go one two three and then our crazy one one two three ah! super cute all right everyone thank you so much for showing up we'll see you in a couple weeks and we'll see you on the facebook forum of course as well lots and lots of love around the world bye thank you everyone bye You're welcome bye bye everybody bye